Truth and Fire, the podcast is brought to you by truthandfire.com, where we explore faith and pop culture from a witty Christian perspective. Welcome to another installment of Truth and Fire, the podcast, which picks up where Truth and Fire, the blog, leaves off. I'm your host, Verite Feu, and you can find me at V-E-R-I-T-E-E-T-F-E-U on all social media platforms. Today, we'll be talking about Greek letter organizations, namely Black Greek letter organizations, or BGLOs, and I'll be joined by my sister in Christ, Ms. Lily J., who will be sharing her testimony and how she came to renounce her membership in Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. All of this and more when we return. Welcome back. This is episode five of Truth and Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Verité et Feu, which simply means truth and fire en français. Today, we'll be digging into a topic that's always intrigued me, but given that I am not, nor have I ever been Greek, I've always felt unqualified to speak on the matter. God's word is most certainly sufficient to answer all things, of course, in this life, but given that I don't have enough information to be able to examine it or test it, um, it's something that I'm not able to discuss because these, this information is not readily available to the public. Um, most things that occur in Greek life are held in secrecy. So the best uh, personal insight I've had regarding um, being Greek or going Greek is my own experience uh, with once desiring to be a member of Delta Sigma Theta. Um, but other than that, um, I've not had any personal uh, accounts with actually being a member of these organizations. So I've always just kept my just kept my opinion to myself or kept quiet on the matter. However, praise the Lord, I have my sister uh, Lily J today who will be joining me a little bit later to share her testimony on her full experience with her decision to leave AKA along with a few audio testimonies um, that I will be sharing with you guys of individuals who have left their respective BGLOs. But first, what's a BGLO? A BGLO is a Black Greek letter organization. Mind you, this show's content is most likely applicable to any Greek letter organization, including Christian Greek letter organizations, um, any secret society or anything like that. But we're going to be focusing specifically on BGLOs today because, one, they require a lifelong membership, whereas other Greek letter organizations are perhaps um, only for... Uh, the time that someone is in college, and um, two, because of their massive influence in the world. At this point, many of them have been around for at least 100 years. So there are a total of nine BGLOs, and they're also called the Divine Nine, if that gives you any hint into what we're about to talk about today. (laughs) Um, But they're also called the Divine Nine, and in order from oldest to youngest, they include Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Um, It was founded in 1906 at Cornell University. Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. It was founded in 1908 at Howard University. Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated, founded in 1911 at Indiana University, Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated, founded also in 1911 at Howard University, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, founded in 1913 at Howard University, and Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity, founded in 1914 at Howard Howard University, and Zeta Phi Beta Sorority, founded in 1920 at Howard University, 
Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated, founded in 1922 at Butler University. And finally, Iota Phi Theta Fraternity Incorporated, founded in 1963 at Morgan State University. So with all of these organizations, again, as, as I mentioned, there's, they're called the Divine Nine because there are nine of these organizations. Now, why they're called Divine, we'll be getting into that a little bit later. Um, but these organizations have thousands of members and chapters around the world. And though they are joined mostly by black men and women, their membership can and does include individuals of other ethnicities. Now, from the public's perspective, they are mostly focused on community service, educational advancement, civic and political activism, um, little things like that. Um, good things, good things, things that, that are not necessarily on the surface, something that someone would call um, evil or wicked or anything like that. Um, so that's their draw. Their draw tends to um, also be the lifelong brotherhood and sisterhood that they provide their members, um, as well as the social status that one tends to gain from the moment that they cross over into these organizations. Many, if not all of the organizations within the Divine Nine have been said to be founded on Christian principles, yet at least one, Delta Sigma Theta, has formally moved to become more inclusive. So while a lot of organizations, whether they be Greek-lettered or not, um, are moving to allow LGBT members, when most people think of that, they think of those who are same-sex attracted, um, but Delta Sigma Theta is also bringing in those who are part of the transgender community. So they're not only allowing in members who are attracted to the same sex, but the sorority, which means they are for all women, or which means a sisterhood, um, will accept biological males who identify as women, um, which is um, also known under the PC term as a transgender woman. Now, these organizations include membership by some extremely high-profile men and women throughout history in the areas of social activism, politics, sports, entertainment, and business. For example, Martin Luther King was a member of Alpha Phi Alpha, and his wife Coretta Scott King was a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha. Um, and so is Democratic presidential hopeful Miss Kamala Harris. She's also a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha. Um, gospel singer Marvin Sapp is a member of Kappa Alpha Psi. And Michael Jordan and Steve Harvey are members of Omega Sci Fi. Um, poet Nikki Giovanni and actress Keisha Knight Pulliam. Um, who's Rudy from The Cosmos Show. Um, they both pledged Delta Sigma Theta. And as for my fun fact of the day, former President Bill Clinton is an honorary member of Phi Beta Sigma. So there's a lot of history and influence within and behind these organizations, yet they are also drenched in exclusivity and cloaked in secrecy. Which brings me to my experience with trying to join Delta Sigma Theta when I was in college. But first, a testimonial from a gentleman named Shahid Johnson. Um, Shahid Johnson is a professing Christian and a former member of Omega Sci-Fi, which he denounced about a year and a half after um, joining them in college. So listen in to Shahid's testimony and I'll be back with the rest of my commentary. And so then I started to ask myself, you know what? I'm a part of this organization. I want no ties to it at all. So in order to just completely remove myself, I need to denounce. The reason I say I had to personally denounce is because 
I don't want five years later down the road. I, I, I don't want to be like in a low place in my life because we're going to go through trials and tribulations as a child of God. And so I didn't want to come to a low part of my life where I felt like I needed the fraternity and the fraternity was going to be the only thing that can make me feel better and give me that high that I was looking for. You know what I'm saying? And so to keep me from even being tempted, denouncing removes me from it. And that way, as I acknowledge this publicly that I have denounced, that way, like when other brothers see me, uh, I can be held accountable because I want to be held accountable and I want to make sure people are holding me accountable and not even allowing that to come in. So I don't want to be a part of the organization no more. Um, that's just that's just that. And the difference is I had to understand my weaknesses is that, you know, even if I because I, I tried to I tried to manipulate so many different ways with the word is the word and I cannot manipulate the truth. That's just what it is. I believe that my Lord and Savior is Jesus Christ. And uh, I can't take that back. Uh, he's always been. However, I've never just fully lived out the fact that I believe in him. Anytime you have a belief in something, your actions will show that that's what you believe in. And so with doing so, I wanted to lose everything that I was tied to, all my paraphernalia, like even putting my number and my line name and stuff on my back made me feel some kind of way. Uh, me humiliating other brothers and stuff like that made me feel some kind of way. But I apologize publicly right now from the sincerity of my heart. That's not who I am. Okay, again, that was Shahid Johnson, who is a former member of Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated. Um, I don't know this brother personally, but I, and I'm sure others can thank him for his testimony. Um, the part where he says he wanted to lose everything he was tied to with the organization made me think of Paul's words from Philippians 3 and 8. Um, and Paul says, yet indeed, I count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. Um, so if anyone knows Mr. Johnson personally, if you can reach out to him and just tell that brother, thank you and just encourage him in his decision. Um, I believe his video um, was posted sometime, sometime late last year. So his his um, denouncement, if, if he made it around the same time that he made the video. It's fairly recent. So if people can continue to hold him accountable and encourage him in his decision, um, that would be a, a blessing to him, I'm sure. Just listening to testimonies like these um, really makes me praise the Lord for my failed attempts to become a member of Delta Sigma Theta. Um, I can only recognize now that God's hand to keep me for himself. I'm not saying that anybody else who his joint can't be, can't belong to the Lord. I'm just saying that for me and God knowing, you know, where my head was at at the time, I can see how he um, was going before me and just blocking things. Because even though no matter how much I qualify for Delta Sigma Theta on paper, no matter how much I maybe embody the values of that organization or so I thought um, of that organization, my application process always had something goofy going on with it. Um, I applied my freshman year and not my freshman year. I'm sorry. I began to show interest my freshman year and I applied my sophomore year and I got an interview. Um, however, my application, I found out the night before my interview that my application was canceled because um, the um, young lady who 
who wrote my letter of recommendation wasn't financial. Now, mind you, she's reassuring me that, yes, I am financial, but they're telling me that headquarters told them that she was not. And so I never felt the need to go too deeply into it, to appeal it or anything like that. I just let it be because even though I was not in the word like that yet, and even though I was not converted to Christ yet, I knew enough to know that the Lord is sovereign. And so I held on to that knowing that if it's the Lord's will, um, then, you know, I will become a Delta. So no, no big deal. I'm not going to trip about this particular go around. It's my sophomore year. I have my junior year. I have my senior year. I'll be fine. Um, however, it just so happens that, um, my going into my actually, yeah, going into my junior year that summer, there was some type of altercation between the Deltas at my school. And I'm not sure if it was with the AKAs in my school or some people at another school. I don't know. Some Something happened over the summer that caused the Deltas at my university to be kicked off the yard. So they couldn't have a line that year, meaning they couldn't intake any new members. So my junior year was a bust. So I can't apply to become a Delta my junior year. So that was, that was off the table. So now I only have one last opportunity. Um, however, in between, um, the first time I applied my sophomore year and the second time I applied, which was my senior year, so much had happened. And I, I'd had some interactions with some Deltas at interest meetings and things like that. I had gone to an interest meeting at another school um, to be a source of support for a friend of mine. And there were Deltas at from my school at that event. Um, long story short, um, I, I couldn't deal with the foolery, the way that they were talking to the women, the way that they were talking to me, the way that they were treating us. I could not get with it. I just I, my view of them changed from that moment because I felt like here's a here's an organization that I respected based on the women who were my teachers growing up and the women who were um I had gotten some award from Delta Sigma Theta um, in school. Um, so things like that. So even though I had this high view of these women, the way that the young ladies were treating me at this event and treating other women as, as well, I it, I was so put off. There were a lot of mind games. There, were, there was a lot of disrespect. Um, you know, they just found, it's like they found ways to ridicule you or, or make fun of you in some way, um, or to make you feel stupid or to make you feel like you had to earn their respect. And I just felt like this is not like, I, I couldn't get with it. And so me being who I was at the time, if people think I'm outspoken now, back then, imagine me being outspoken with just a heart that didn't belong to Christ. I said what I needed to say. Just We'll just put it that way. Now, I didn't curse anybody, but I let it be known how I felt. Um, so things like that. So in between my first application and my second application, there were some little things that I had seen with the organization that was off-putting. But of course, I'm looking at it as it's these young women, it's not the organization. So I'm going to get into this organization and I'm going to do my thing, but I'm not going to deal with these women. Um, so I apply um, my senior year um, and um, I get I get an interview. Um, on the day of my interview, it rained something awful. Um, mind you, I'd gotten a new suit. I'd gotten my hair done. I'd gotten some new shoes. And none of that mattered because I stepped in a puddle of mud. So I had muddy shoes. I had you know, a wet suit and wet hair. So when it was time for me to go to my interview, I looked a hot mess and I was very upset. So I'm really upset because I want to impress these young ladies. And 
Um, you know, they're asking me the typical questions. Why would you, why do you want to be a member of Delta Sigma Theta? Why our organization? What makes you think that you would, you know, what makes you think you're qualified? Things like that. So I'm answering the questions, but I'm nervous. And so I'm, <laughs> I just feel like, you know, my voice is shaking. It was just, just crazy. So my confidence was shot. Um, and you know, it didn't help that they were, you know, stone faced and stoic and, you know, they didn't show me whether or not they were with it or not with it. Um, there may have been one young lady in the back who was like the good cop who was just like, it's okay. It's okay. You know, but other than that, everybody's just like, "Mm." you know, so, um, that didn't help. And so long story short, of course, I, um, got rejected. My application was rejected. I was rejected, um, from the organization. Um, and I wasn't happy about that. I was actually heartbroken, um, but it was fine. I, you know, I went on and I saw some friends of mine and young ladies that, that I'd hung with, hung out with who crossed anyway. And I just felt like, you know what, maybe, you know, crossing undergrad wasn't for me. If the Lord wills it, I'll cross grad chapter. Um, I really wasn't that excited about going, trying to go grad chapter because there was this little stigma. Like if you don't get in an undergrad, then you're paper, you're, you're not real. You're not a real member. So I, you know, but I also felt like, you know what, I'm joining this organization because they embody the things that I believe in regarding, um, service and things like that, academics, you know? So I was like, I, I, I'll, if I, if it's meant for me to become a Delta, I'll become, I'll become a Delta. And so fast forward a few years later, um, I was talking to a friend, we were in LA. She was, she's, she wasn't, she still isn't a member of, um, AKA, she's AKA, an AKA. Um, she crossed at another university, but we were talking about our respective, um, experiences with, um, showing interest in the organization. And I remember as I showed, as I told her what I experienced at that, at those various events and, in you know, um, talking to the young ladies and um, how I handled the application process when it was uh, my first application was um, disqualified because of the letter of recommendation and all those things. And her her summary for me was, you didn't really want it. <laughs> she made me so mad when she said that. You didn't really want it. You didn't really want it. Because if you really wanted it, you would have gotten it. You didn't really want it. And I'm thinking, yes, I did. But I didn't want it like that. But I did want it. And so, um, and I didn't want it the way that those young ladies were treating me and treating those other young ladies, but I wanted it. And so I was really offended when she said that, but as years went, went by, I was like, she's right. I really didn't want it. Like, because, because I wasn't willing to do any and everything to get it. I really didn't want it like that. Um, and speaking of that, I fast forward a few years later after that. Um, so now I'm, I'm in grad school. Um, I'm in my late twenties. I'm maybe 27 at this time. Um, and I'm working a job as a marketing manager and I'm also managing some, um, commercial properties in, um, in Atlanta. And my, um, the owner of the security company that I was overseeing, um, came to, you know, came in to check in to see how things were going with his, with his, with his team. And we got to talking and he's just like, are you a Delta? And I'm like, no. And I didn't want to go into the whole story. Like, oh yeah, about that, you know, but I was like, no, but I was, you know, you know, quiet as kept. I was actually, you know, um, I was, I was, I, I don't know. I was actually proud that he would think that I was a Delta, you know, I actually, I felt like it was a compliment. So I was like, oh, it's like, um, I'm not, no, I'm not. And he goes, oh, well, you put me in the mind of a Delta. Um, now he's a, he was a member of Omega Psi Phi, so he was a Q. And he goes, um, well, there's an, um, there's a line coming up through, um, some of the, you know, at, for the Delta chapter in my, in my neighborhood. So, 
um, some of my bros and I were just letting people know. So if you want to come out, you should come out. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, sure. I'll go. You know, I'll go. Um, so it was graduate chapter. So I go to this event. And I have to say, it was a stark difference between the young ladies I dealt with undergrad and the women that I dealt with at the graduate level or the the, the adults or the, the the city, the local city level, um, the city chapter level, I should say. And they were so respectful. They were so kind. And all that drama that I dealt with with the young ladies in undergrad was like, like not even not even to be heard of um, with these older women. Um, however, um, you know, I'm talking to them. You know, they they vet you a little bit at these meetings. You get a chance to do breakout sessions. You're talking to people individually. And one of them was just actually like really much and very much encouraging me to apply. You should really apply. You should really apply. However, um, when they were going over the requirements regarding the service area, I noticed that I I was one zip code number off. So I was like a mile away from the zip code that I needed to live in to be a part of their service area. Um, and so technically I couldn't apply. However, someone was like, you know, just use somebody else's address. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't want it like that. I don't want it like that. Um, but I actually happened to have a friend whose mother lived in the service area. And, you know, basically I was being encouraged to use her mother's address. And I was like, I don't want, I don't want it like that. Like, like I was like, I really wanted it, but I don't want it like this. I'm like, God, I want it if you want it for me. I don't want it if if I got to lie. I don't want it if I have to do something. I don't want it if I, if I have to be disrespected or if I have to disrespect somebody. I don't want it under those circumstances, but I do want it, you know. And so um, I'm not going to lie. I was very much tempted. I was so tempted to use her address. But in, in the end, I couldn't bring myself to do it. I had the finances. I had the grades. I had the community service. I had all of the stuff that they wanted me to have to apply. But I didn't live in the service area. And I was like, God, I don't want to have to lie. I didn't want that on my conscience. And then I thought about, you know, what if people find out that I lied? Like, what kind of integrity would I have? You know, so I'm just thinking, like, God, I don't want it this way. And that was so hard. It was such a hard decision. But I made a decision not to apply because I didn't want to have to lie on my application. Um, and so that was my last um, situation with Delta as far as, you know, me going to interest meetings and actually pursuing um, being a member of the organization. Um, but I did tell the Lord, I said, Lord, if this is something that you want me to do, have them come for me, have them come to me. Like, I don't want to, I'm not trying to chase them. I'm not trying to, you know, have them come to me, let everything line up. I don't want to have to lie. I don't want to have to do anything crazy. Like, you know, and so years have gone by, um, and there have been people who've approached me, but here's the thing at this point, I'm beginning to lose interest because now I'm an adult and I'm living my life and all the things that I would have sought or that I was seeking to gain, I guess you could say, from being a part of this organization, I was able to get on my own. I've met Deltas along the way. People have asked me, and I'm just like, eh, eh, eh. You know, that temptation is still in the back of your mind, but you're like, I don't really, really want it. But I have to say, um, this, this process of just interviewing Lily J and, you know, listening to the um, testimonies of these people who are, um, coming out of these organizations, it's just reinforcement for me. Like that was God's hand the whole time, just keeping me from being a part of it. Um, so on that note, let me play for you guys a testimony of a young lady, or at least a snippet of a testimony of a young lady who um, 
was a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Um, she had been a member for, oh gosh, a, a good number of years. I can't remember. I don't know if it was somewhere. It was well over 10 years, um, maybe somewhere 15, maybe somewhere around 20. I don't know. But she was a member for a long time and um, she came to the knowledge of the truth and she renounced um, her membership. So I'll, I'll play a clip of that and um, I'll come back with my interview with Miss Lily J. So what happens is when you take that initial vow, that initial covenant, when you take those oaths and you say, I pledge my heart to thee, I pledge my life to thee, I, I, I love thee, I, I praise thee, oh, you insert the name of your sorority and fraternity. What you're doing is compromising the word of God. Am I saying that you don't love the one true God? No. But he's not a God of compromise. And because we are in the last days, he's calling his sons and daughters to come out from among them. He's calling us to holiness and to righteousness. And, and let me just talk a minute about why do we choose to go into these sororities and fraternities and secret societies in the first place? Oftentimes it's because what? We're looking for acceptance. We're looking for acceptance from the group. We want to be a part of the group. That's great. However, if your acceptance requires you to go against the principles of God, there's a problem. It's a heart issue, and it's called idolatry. Let, let me go back to the, the root cause of why most of us get into these sororities and fraternities and secret societies, because we're looking for acceptance from man when you've already been accepted into the kingdom of God. He's already adopted you as his son or as his daughter. You have already inherited the kingdom once you say yes to him, once you accept Jesus to your heart. He has already provided everything you need, all the love you need, all the support you need, all the friends that you need. And why do we always have to feel like we, that, that's not enough? Like we got to go create this, that, and the other. So you're saying we're doing it in the name of community service? Let me ask you this. Who gets the glory when you go do that service project? Are you saying, we're doing this in the name of Jesus. We're doing this because God sent us to come and bless you in this community service project. Or are you doing it in the name of that sorority and fraternity? Who's getting the glory? All right, everybody, welcome back. Um, I am now joined with the guest of the hour, Ms. Lily J. Ms. Lily J., how are you, ma'am? I'm good, thank you. How are you today? I'm very good. Um, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to speak with me, to share your testimony, and prayerfully to open the eyes of a lot of young women and some young men who may be in the fraternities um, regarding um, the convictions that you felt um, surrounding your decision to leave your um, Greek letter organization. Um, but before we get started, do you mind giving us a little brief introduction of yourself, madam? Sure. So... My name is Lilius, but everyone calls me Lily. I'm a blogger and have a personal blog at mylifeaslily.com. Um, I also teach financial literacy at a website called yourfinancialstylist.com. Um, and I'm a mom and I'm married. I'm mother of six children, four daughters, two sons, and a witness for Christ every day. Amen. Amen. Okay. So um, I did read your piece. Um, I, I went back and I was looking at your blog regarding your, your testimony, your decision to um, 
denounced um, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Um, that's a big deal. Everybody knows, AKA is a big deal. It's uh, namely in the black community. So um, let's talk about, let's go back to the beginning. Um, why did you want to become Greek in the first place and why in particular AKA? All right. So I am, no women in my family were Greek. Um, I have two uncles who were Greek. One is an Alpha and one is a Kappa. Um, and so for me, you know, hanging around them and just being exposed to fraternity and sorority life, like, you know, when I was growing up, my uncle always had connections because of his affiliation with Alpha Phi Alpha. And so when I found out that there was a women-based organization that provided the same sort of networking and social activities, that's what sort of piqued my interest. And I had decided when I was like in high school, when I get to college, I'm going to join this organization. And why AKA? Because I was feeling myself back in those days. I was like, it's the first one. I don't want to be with any organization that is a copy of the original. Oh, no, no. So I chose AKA because they were the first in the black community. Um, and so that started my pursuit. <laughs> okay. And as I was sharing with the listeners earlier, um, I was giving a little brief overview of the different organizations. So um, AKA got started on the campus of Howard University in 1908. So they are well over 100 years old at this point. Um, so, okay. So they have a lot of roots yeah. and history in um the African-American community or in the, just the black community in general, because I know they have chapters um, throughout the world. Um, uh, so yeah. tell me, uh-huh. tell me about um, just doing your, I guess, interest experience or the pledging experience where there any, was there anything that happened or that you noticed that gave you pause or were there any clear red flags? So for me, I, so I was, pursuing for a while right so when I got into college I wasn't able to join right away so there were a couple of bumps in the road and um you know if you share my blog post they'll be able to read that the sort of the chronological pursuit that I went through Mm -hmm. um so for me it wasn't really any clear telltale signs in the beginning and that partially is because of just where I was in my walk with God um, so, and that, that matters and whether or not you'll be able to see the red flags. And so for me, it, it wasn't until the actual initiation and crossing that there were some things that just made me a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. But mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily know that it was because it was against God. It was just me personally saying like, this is a little, a little weird. A little weird. Okay. Like, <laughs> It's a little weird. Okay. All right. Um, as far as now knowing your blog, you were saying, I'm just not just putting it out there. Like, this is not a, I hate my organization. So I'm writing a, you know, an angry post kind of thing. You, you definitely very much love being a part of the organization while you were in it. Um, so were you um, financial and fairly active uh, before you decided to renounce your letters? Yeah, so I wasn't active the whole eight years that I was in. So I crossed in 2008, which was a great year to join the organization because it was the 100th anniversary. Oh, yeah. And so we celebrated for the whole year. Um, 
So I was at this for probably two or three years after I first joined, and then I went inactive, well, because I was trying to debate whether or not I should change chapters, and, you know, there's certain things that are frowned upon, and so changing chapters when you're so, like, young in the organization mm-hmm. was, was one of those things that was frowned upon, but I felt like I wanted to be in maybe a chapter that was a little bit bigger, and so I debated with that, and I went inactive for a little while. And actually, when I left New York and moved to North Carolina, that's really when I decided that I was going to reactivate because I was in a new city. I didn't know anybody, and I thought that that would be a great way for me to meet people here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did. I had a great experience. This is exactly what you said. This is not a, oh, I, my, my organization wronged me or they didn't do something. No, I loved being a member of that organization when I was in it and I had a great time I had great connections I loved going to conferences you know I loved the leadership courses that they had there were so many things that I enjoyed there were a lot of things too that I you know even after you come in there were things that I didn't understand just about the politics Mm -hmm. um which I learned as I started to to go on but um it was it was a great experience, and even when I would travel, I mean, I would meet members in other places, and they would welcome me and show me around and just really be willing to be a sister. And so for me, that was one of the reasons why I joined, because I was like, man, there's so much community. And for me, there's a whole other story, but I was, you know, I wasn't raised by my birth mother, and so having these older women, not just women who were my peers, but having older women that I could go to and turn to for advice and mentoring, that was important to me. That was a major contributor for me um, joining this organization because it stretched so far beyond just my peer circle. Mm -hmm. You know, I could find somebody 80 years old that I could go sit with and learn from. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... You know, that was, those were all major contributors for me being a member for so long. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. Well, tell me about, so you had a pretty pleasant experience. So what eventually led you to begin to truly test um, your experience in the organization against the scriptures? Walk us through that decision and how you felt and what are some of the things you found in God's word that convicted you? Man, so, so this is how, you know, I, for me... I wasn't looking for this, right? Mm -hmm. I wasn't looking for a reason to leave my organization. I was totally content with the idea of reactivating and using that as my springboard to get um, connected and plugged in in the new city that I had moved to. And, um, you know, God really brought it to me. (laughs) And so I had gone through, when I moved to North Carolina, I had lost my job. And I was spending, I mean, an abundant amount of time just in prayer and studying the scriptures. And really because I felt like, okay, God, you brought me 600 miles away from home. I'm here now and I've lost my job. Mm -hmm. So there's got to be a reason that you want me to be here. There's got to be something that you need me to do or, or someone you need me to meet. Like, Lord, show me what it is. And, um, I really was, I was praying constantly just about, Lord, just show me what you want me to do. Show me what it Mm -hmm. is. Show me what, how you want to use me in this space. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember specifically praying one day 
and saying, God, I want to get as close to you as possible. If there are any barriers between us, reveal them so mm-hmm. that I can remove them. Wow. And I was expecting, I mean, because, you know, <laughs> so I grew up in church my whole life, but I didn't really know the Lord the way I do now until I was an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I grew up in a church that was more focused on religion than relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I was, I was, I was in the lukewarm pile. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I was churching on Sundays and then living how I wanted to on Monday. Mm -hmm. And so get into this place in my life where I'm like, Lord, I just want to get as close as possible. Like, I want to know everything about you that's possible to know for a human, even though I know I can't comprehend the fullness of you Mm -hmm. in this life. Mm -hmm. Lord, I want I want as much as you can reveal that, you know, I can handle. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I could have thought of 10 other things like I was still dealing with cleaning up my language at that time, like being able to talk to somebody without letting a, a foul word come out. Like there were so many things that I was dealing with that I thought he would have been like, well, if you don't fix this, mm-hmm. you know, this is what's keeping you from getting closer to me. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, right in that moment in my spirit, it was revealed to me that AKA was the barrier. Ooh. And I, when, I mean, I stopped in my track, like what, Ooh. what do you mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> And, and why, Lord? Like, where did that come from? Mm, mm. And I had heard, of course, I think anyone who is Greek and Christian has probably heard someone say anecdotally or directly that being uh, in a sorority is a conflict mm. with Christianity. I had heard that before. I had looked into it very briefly and felt like that doesn't apply to me, like, because I put God first. You know, that mm-hmm. was my response. I put God first. God first in my life. There is nothing else that takes this place in my life. Or so I thought, right? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I just sort of sat for a moment, like, Lord, really? And then I asked the question, in what way? In what way is it a barrier? Mm-hmm. And for the next two weeks, as I continued to study and pray, the revelations were just coming, right? So Mm -hmm. I would read a scripture and then read a blog online and then find out, okay, it's because one, you've contracted yourself with people who you don't know what they believe. Mm. Wow. You're in contract with them. Wow. I never thought about it that way. Some of them may be believers like you. Yeah. You signed on the dotted line saying that you would serve with these people. Mm. You don't know who's a believer you don't know who's not a believer. You don't know who worships Satan because there's no requirement that you be Christian in this organization. Mm. And so that was like the first thing. And my mind was like blown, like, whoa. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Point taken. Wow. Got it. Then you revealed to me that I chased that organization with a fire that should have been reserved for my chase in God. Wow. And and he was 100% right. Like, the Holy Spirit was 100% right. I was so convicted in that moment. Like, yes, Lord, you are right. I had to repent. I mean, I was begging for forgiveness. Like, Lord, you are right. I chased this organization for a long time. I've never chased you with that same fire. Hmm. And it's, it's so, like, 
God makes no mistakes, but I want to say maybe two years before this whole process happened, I said to one of my sorority sisters, I said, you know, have you ever sat back and looked at the process that we go through to become members? You know, imagine if we allowed ourselves to submit to God in the same way. I said that two years before. Wow. And we would be some on-fire Christians. We would be on fire if we allow God to reconstruct us, to break us down, to rebuild us up his way. We would be amazing. Wow. And she's like, you know, you're onto something. You are onto something. But I didn't think about it in the context of in order to do that, you've got to let this go. I was like, well, now can I start to do that? Lord, can I submit to you? the way that I submitted to my organization. Mm. Mm. And can, can you take me through your process? I had no idea what I was really saying at that time. You know, mm-hmm. I just really was like, man, you know, because it's sort of like a rebirth process when you go through these organizations' processes. Mm-hmm. But Jesus wants me to be born again. Why don't I submit to his process? As willingly, as enthusiastically, I feel like a lot of people come to Jesus kicking and screaming. Mm. But I willingly signed up for what I was in. And so for two weeks, I mean, every time I would open that Bible, there would be something there that was showing me something about this organization. And every, I, I, I always say God was dismantling the organization from me. And so every step, I would then release one other thing, like, oh, okay, well, then I can't go to this initiation ceremony anymore. Oh, okay, well, then I can't do this anymore. And so piece by piece, he took it away, but I was still trying to hold on to it, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, well, okay, I can't do these five things, but I could do these two things. I could still go to these social events, and I can still, you know, hang out with my, my sisters, and I can still network with them. And I mean, when I say he dismantled every single piece, it was every single piece. Wow. And so by the end, the only thing that I had left was the networking. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I don't need, I don't, I don't need the organization to do that. Yes. But the, it was really like the fine line. I got to a scripture and it showed up in two places. So it was in Deuteronomy and then again in Luke 10 he gave me two scriptures to give me the same message and it was essentially I won't quote each of them directly but I do quote it in my blog but paraphrasing it was essentially saying love the Lord your God with your whole heart mind soul strength it's everything that you are Mm -hmm. and so that stopped me in my track at that time because the pledge for my organization was Submitting your heart, mind, and strength to them. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I had to, I said, I've been reading the Bible for years, and I've never seen the scripture before. I literally, I almost dropped the book. Wow. I had never seen that scripture before. And so at that moment, I said, well, in, the, in, in its purest form, my organization is plagiarizing the Bible. Mm, mm, and in mm. its worst form, in its worst form, it's taking God's glory for themselves. Mm, mm, mm. 
Jesus. Because if you use the scripture mm. and then erase God's name and put in your organization name, you're taking his glory. Woo. He's asking for you to submit your heart, mind, soul, and strength so that he can get the glory for everything that you do. Well, you're just telling me now that this organization is trying to get the glory for everything that I do and everything that I am. I'm not willing to give that to them. Wow. And so at that moment, I had to make a decision. And I said, okay, well, I know I can never say those words again. And that was, for me, the defining moment. Well, if I can't ever say these words again, then I don't need to be affiliated with you at all. Because you are stepping in my way. You're not going to block me from eternal life with my father. I know that's... Hey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You are... I have to say, like, I read your blog, but just hearing you share your testimony, I am convicted on so many levels myself, just from my own experience with Greek letter organizations. And I share a little bit of that um, with the with the audience um, at the beginning of this of the show, but... The main thing for me was just that um, I, I I got to a point where I realized if anything, I felt like it would be a ball and chain, like anything I would do in the world, any successes I would have, anything I might achieve, it would be because of that organization and not because of, of God, right? Um, of course, I have a different mindset regarding what success is and all that now being in Christ, but even still, I knew that any glory to be had in my life would have, or, or to be given to my, in my life would have had to have been given to that organization. You succeeded or you did this because of us. Right. That is, yeah. but ha- yeah. hearing you say that, like, I remember having that, I remember praying about that years ago, but hearing you say that just puts it, it articulates it in such a clear way. Like, Oh my gosh, that's, that's deep. I don't think a lot of people think about it on this, on this level. So how do you, how do your, or how did your, Line sisters, um, you know, feel when you told them your decision and, you know, are you guys still in a relationship now? How How is that? How is that now? Yeah. So they've been supportive. Um, and so that's sort of, and not, uh, um, it's sort of me moving ahead, but that's part of what prompted me to share because, um, you know, as I've talked to different members, I've learned that they've had their own sort of battles with, their walk with Christ and their membership. And it was a little shocking to me that so many people had had, you know, thought about the same thing. They just never took it to the level where I did to completely renounce and come out. Mm. So some of them have made their own concessions um, within the organization. Others, I mean, I have not, there was nobody that I told that was like, what? Girl, you're crazy. I'm not speaking to you again. How could you walk away from this? Mm-hmm. No. Everyone respected my decision. And they said, even people who weren't in my organization, because I started to have to tell people who were in other organizations. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like, well, you did it for God. Who's going to question that? Mm-hmm. We're not We're not coming against you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the the... the the relationships have remained positive. You know, there's still plenty of, my best friend is still an AKA. Mm-hmm. Um, so that hasn't changed my relationship with people, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not the one who's like, oh, you shouldn't get out of this. You got to do mm-hmm. this. No, I'm praying and let God do this. 
Amen. The same way he did it for me. Amen. Amen. I you definitely know? believe. I think if that's the wise. Me, yeah. Mm-hmm. If they ask me, I'll tell them and I'll share. But in the meantime, in between time, I'm praying. That's right. Amen. That's right. I know with all of the, the yeah. videos that I've been looking at regarding the different um, organizations that people have been renouncing, when I look into the comment section, now there have been some videos where the comments uh, section has been just disabled altogether. Um, but there was a video I looked at um, of this gentleman who was renouncing um, Omega Sci-Fi and he got nothing but support in his comments. I think there were people were referencing some negative comments that he gotten, but I didn't see any. I don't know if maybe he had erased them or what, but for the most part, people very much that were actually still in um, Greek letter organizations were very much in full support of this young man's decision. And um, I, I think having that support is, is definitely, definitely helpful in, in, in ensuring that you're able to do, you know, what the Lord has will for you to do. So, and I also think that it's wise of you to allow everyone to have their own, um, moment of conviction to come out because we're in Christ, right? So this is not a legalistic situation, right? And the Holy Spirit is, 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 you know, working in us to will and to do for God's good pleasure. So we don't have to go to people and go, you need to drop, you need to, or you're not really Christian. If you people have a genuine, a genuine love for Christ and, you know, we all, you know, at different places in our faith, we're all different at different places in our knowledge of the word. And so as the Lord reveals things to us, that is when our eyes can be open. It helps to have someone tell us, but when they're coming at you, you're not this if you this and you don't know. And, you know, I just I think that is very wise of you to give everyone that that room to to have their own conviction. And, and I trust that the Lord will bring out those yeah. whom he will bring out. So, amen. OK, that's what's up. Yeah, I do, too. So in that in that yeah. same vein, what advice would you give to any Christian college students? I think I'm, I'm not sure where we are right now. It's springtime now. So a lot of people are beginning to cross, mm-hmm. if my memory serves me correctly, from my mm-hmm. own collegiate experience. Um, so what advice would you give to yeah. any Christian college students planning to pledge or maybe next year or who are due to cross um, a Greek letter organization this spring? So, yeah. I have a friend that crossed yesterday. Mm, okay. And, you know, I sort of looked at the photos like, oh, man, you know? And so, and that's honestly, that's what prompted me to actually share my testimony on a, on a wider public scale, right? Because mm-hmm. on, my, on my blog as a post, because I had been sharing it. Anybody who would make the mistake and be like, oh, hey, Soror, I would then pull them aside and be like, hey, you need to know that I'm no longer in this organization. And then if they asked me why, I would share. If they didn't ask and they'd be like, oh, sorry, then we would leave the conversation and move on. Um, so I was telling people one-on-one, those who I felt like, well, I, I need to tell this person myself mm-hmm. because we just have that type of relationship. Mm-hmm. And then anyone who would make that, you know, who didn't know they were making that mistake and still referring to me in that way, I would then be like, hey, no. I'm no longer. Um, And so, and that's how I was dealing with it. And the reason why I decided to share it on a more public scale is because one day I got a text from a very good friend of mine who I never even knew was an interest. And it was a picture of her and she was like, hey, Soror. And I was so devastated. Wow. I was 
so devastated because I'm like, man, if I knew, I would have told her. Mm-hmm. You know, if I knew that she was interested and she was going to go that route, I would have shared my testimony with her and then she could have made a decision for herself. You know, even I have a friend who all of this happened with God revealing it to me while she was online. Mm. And I was supposed to go to her, I was supposed to go to her crossing and I didn't go because all of this stuff started happening and I didn't know where Christ was taking me. Mm -hmm. And she crossed and after she crossed, I called her and I said, you know, I know you just crossed, but I'm like, the Lord wants me to tell you this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I was supposed to tell you this before you crossed, but I was dealing with, I was, I was trying to get through the paces of where the Lord was taking me. And, you know, this is what you were supposed to be told. And she was like, yeah, I would still have made the same decision. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, okay. you know, I, I'm just giving you the, the information and letting you know, you know, right. and I feel like the Lord will bring that, that whole thing full circle back at some point. Right. So the advice that I would give to to Christian college students is, you know, there's a lot of things that they can't know about an organization before they join, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The rituals are not given to you beforehand. You're not able to read them for yourself and decide if this is what you want to do. You only see the end result. And in my blog post, I talk about sort of that whole end result being a really good marketing recruitment campaign but those rituals are what bind you Mm. and so if you have the opportunity and you read them beforehand and you cannot be convicted by those rituals and what they're asking you to commit as someone in the Lord I think it will give anyone who reads them as a Christian cause for cause right yeah Amen. Wow. So what would you say to those? And and I would suggest, too, that they, no, I would say, too, that, you know, that they just ask the Lord to show them, because that's going to be the most effective. Mm -hmm. Lord, show me. Is this where you want me to go? Is this what you want me to do? Because he will. Mm -hmm. And what about those who would go through with it anyway, um, believing there'll be a light in a dark place? The Lord never tells us to conduct evil to do good. Amen. That, that is nowhere shown, right? Mm-hmm. He never says, go commit this murder so that you can go hang out with the murderers and ex- tell them about Jesus. <laughs> That's not how I have ever seen anything work. <laughs> Amen. Amen. As I'm sitting right. But Jesus hung with the okay. sinners. Jesus was so, hanging out with the sinners. <laughs> And that's right. And he was he was talking to the sinners who he knew had a heart to change. Mm-hmm. Those that were he wasn't committing the sins with the sinners. Right. Amen. Right. He was always still an outsider to their and their way of life. And so to me and what I would say is, listen, really think about what you're saying, because you would have to conduct the evil in order to be this supposed light. Mm. Mm. And that's not really how the math works. That's right. Amen. That's not how the math works. Can I say you preaching? Hello. Amen. Praise the Lord. 
Yes, God. Hey, girl. Yes, Lord. I I love how the Lord is working full circle. Oh my gosh, this is just amazing. Um, like I said, I, I have like my own little experience. I I shared earlier that I was um interested in pledging Delta when I was in college, and my process kept getting blocked. I was you know, someone that they like for all intents and purposes, as far as, you know, the grades and the community service and the whatever. But there was always something in the way. And I'm like, Ugh. and I eventually got to the point where I was just like, Lord, if this is something you want me to do, you have to just bring it to me because I'm not chasing it and all of that. And I just realized that if I if anything that I everything that I am, anything that I do in this world is going to go back to them. And I don't want that. So this is just hearing your testimony. is just bringing so many things in my own um, struggle years ago when I was just trying to figure out, is this something I want to do still? Do I want to pursue a grad chapter? So praise God. Bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, so, okay. So now you've renounced your organization. Was this almost, what, three years ago? Um, what have you been up to lately? Yeah, three years. Since then, I have um, just continued to grow my faith. I took a break from blogging. Because even in that, I felt like I was getting out of whack. Mm. And so um, I think the Lord had to deal with me. The Lord had to deal with me on that, too, because I used to write under a pen name. Mm -hmm. And my pen name was Carrie Pink. Mm -hmm. And I had grown this huge following. And I had, you know, what people would consider, I guess, blog success. And, mm -hmm. you know, I was being booked to do events and speak and I had all these different type of opportunities and was featured in magazines and on television. And it almost became like the name grew its own personality. Mm. And I had to let that go. My main thing is I want God in the forefront of everything that I do. Mm. And so that, that includes my blog, that includes my family, that includes my job, you know, like, I work in government, but I bring Christ to work with me every day. Mm -hmm. Praise God. So, um, and what we do have here is your blog. As you mentioned, your blog is back up. It is at mylifeaslily.com. So for those who are interested yeah. in checking out your testimony, they can find it there on your website. Um, I'll also be cross- um, cross-publishing it on my website at truthandfire.com. So, um, yeah, I, I really do thank you so much for your time and show and sharing all this with us. Is there anything you want to say, any final words you want to leave or and give us um, some information about how people can reach you, social media, um, contacts, things like that? Yeah. Cool. So, absolutely, come and check out my blog um, at my life at Lily. Dot com. Um, and so, I mean, even in that issue, my very first post is I'm sharing why I shut down my other blog sites um, and, and how much um, I attribute that to my walk with Jesus. And so I'm on social media everywhere as my life as Lily J mm -hmm. um, on Instagram, on Facebook uh, and on Twitter. Amen. And come hang out with me. <laughs> Yay. Well, thank you so much, so much, so much. I Like I said, this has been a topic that has always, well, I don't want to say always, but in recent years, it's been something that um, has intrigued me. But I, you know, definitely don't have the 
inside experience to be able to write on it. And so I don't like to write on things that I don't know um, I, unless I can access it publicly. Mm-hmm. You know, if I could, if, there, if the information's out there for the public, right. and I can look into it and hold it up against scripture. That's one thing. But if I don't have any other way of knowing about something, I keep my mouth shut. So I thank you so much for opening yours up to glorify the Lord and um, to just share this truth with everybody and for bringing your blog back up. You got me thinking about my name for Verite. I mean, it kind of started. <laughs> That's a whole nother situation. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't know if I intentionally tried to do it yeah, as a kid yeah. name. It just kind of worked out that way. But everybody knows my name. Everybody knows my name at this point. But anyway, um, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. And so um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And um, I look forward to the feedback we'll be getting. I'll be praying for <laughs> for the both of us. Yeah, I don't, yes, I don't yes. think it'll be I don't think it'll be that bad. But me too. You know, I'll I'll be praying that um, that people's eyes are open and, and more than anything that any type of feedback that has is is garnered as a result of this this podcast and as a result of your piece that it be ultimately glorifying to the Lord and that um, it is edifying to the hearers and the readers. So, yeah. So thank you, ma'am. Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to it as well. And thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I enjoy chatting with you. Of course. Thank you for the same here. Thank you very much. All right. Well, enjoy your day, ma'am. All right. You too. All right. Again, that was Miss Lily J. um, Just sharing her testimony with us regarding her decision to renounce her former sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Um, you can find out more about her at mylifeaslily.com, M-Y-L-I-F-E-A-S-L-I-L-Y.com. You can also check out her um, testimony on truthandfire.com, which is up now. So make sure you check that out. Um, so either one, you go to her her web her website, my website, doesn't matter. I just wanted to cross-reference um, this wonderful piece so that we can make sure as many eyes um, get on it as possible. Share it with a friend, share it with a loved one, share it with a parent who may be involved in these organizations who may have some... Um, I guess some questions or who may have been struggling with a decision to um, get out, please do encourage them by sharing this um, podcast and these pieces with them so that they can actually go through the scriptures using the scriptures that are provided herein um, and within the blogs to test the spirits for themselves. The point of this episode is not to shame or bash anyone who is still a member of the organization or who is considering becoming a member of the organization. This is not about the individuals. This is about what the organizations themselves represent. It's about the doctrine of the organizations. And it's about the danger um, that the doctrine of these organizations can place um, individuals in if they choose to... um, fully embrace them. So I don't want anyone to think that this is an attack on Deltas or AKAs or anybody else who's Greek. I still have very good friends who are AKAs, Deltas. I serve alongside Deltas for a lot of different organizations um, and things that I do um, outside of outside of Truth and Fire. Um, so this is not coming against individuals. This is coming against the spiritual realm. We do not war against flesh and blood, right? So um, I don't want anyone to to go away from this thinking that I'm 
feel in some type of way or think some type of way because you are Greek. I, I shared my testimony earlier. It was my desire to, to go Greek at one point as well. And my decision to not do it um, was, yes, I did not want to lie on my application and I wanted only I wanted it only if the Lord wanted it for me. But ultimately, I wasn't in Christ yet when I was making those decisions. And so, of course, now that I am, I am in Christ and I know um, what his word says, I definitely have no desire to be a member. But my point is, um, I've had my own uh uh, interest and stuff in these types of things. So this is not about bashing anyone. And this is not about being legalistic either. There are things that you tend to do as a Christian as a result of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And the main point that we wanted to convey is that as the Holy Spirit dwells in you and begins to convict you of the things that you see to pay attention. So this podcast is just yet another resource or another thing to aid those who may be convicted about what they're engaging in, who honestly, who honestly understand the word, who honestly know that there is a disconnect um, or a conflict going on between their faith and their continued maturation in Christ and what it is that they're pledging to do for these organizations, okay? So it's just like any other thing, those who practice yoga, those who are into horoscopes, those things are not things that you should be getting into. First of all, the horoscopes is a whole nother thing. That's the occult. But let the Holy Spirit lead you out of that and open your eyes, open the eyes, um, open your eyes up for yourself. Um, we do not want to make anyone feel like we are saying that you don't have a love for the Lord because you happen to be in these organizations or that you are a lukewarm Christian because you are in these organizations. The true test of whether or not you love the Lord and whether or not you, you're lukewarm is receiving a warning and not responding to it, is receiving all the information that you need, everything that the Spirit can give you regarding the truth and you, de you decide to turn a blind eye. In that moment, that's when you blaspheme the Lord. And in that moment, that's when sins become unforgivable. But until you are convicted for yourself, um, that is the only thing. The Holy Spirit is the only one that can pull individuals out of this. But we're using this podcast as an... Um, and, and, and Lily's using her blog as a way to warn those who truly do have a conviction, um, or who, who may honestly not know what they're getting themselves into to at least give you a choice and to understand what it is you're getting into. This is for those who are believers in Christ and who are trying to grow in his word and wanted to be able to find the hard, core, solid evidence that they needed and confirmation that they needed that it was time for them to leave, okay? On that note, I have one last clip to play for you guys, and it comes from a gentleman who has renounced his membership in Phi Beta Sigma, and his wife was a member of Zeta Phi Beta. So take a listen, and I'll be back with my final word. Um, when I say I went hard for my organization, I went very, very hard. Um, in the process of after I got, after I pledged, um, December of 2012, man, I, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And um, in that, God started showing me a lot of things about just the sin in my life and things like that. And um, originally, uh, the organization wasn't 
one of those things that, I, uh, that God just readily, you know, brought to my attention about being sin. And, and if he did, I didn't realize it. Um, but just growing in my walk, I started to see certain things um, that we were doing that, that wasn't OK. Now, I didn't see there was an issue with the organization. I remember after I got saved, the first thing I thought to myself was, man, I could use this as a platform. And I'm pretty sure there's many of y'all out there that say the same thing. Um, I even had somebody now, uh, allegedly was uh, claimed to be saved, said they joined the organization to, for it to be a platform. This is not after they got saved, after already being in it. They were saved first, got in the organization, pledged, and then said, oh, I pledged so it could be a platform for me. Um, so that's a, a lot of thinking for a lot of people because um, when you go through these pledging processes and you join these organizations, um, you get so tied up in it and, and you... You you're told, you know, you could leave a legacy for your kids and and all these sorts of things. So you think it's this prestigious organization. So you don't think that once you uh, get saved or anything like that, that you have to let it go because it's a prestigious organization. It's about scholarship and brotherhood and sisterhood and and serving others. This is these are all good things. Uh, but one thing we got to remember is a good thing is not always a God thing. Um, God doesn't care about good. He cares about right. Amen. Amen. God doesn't care about good. He cares about right. And by that, he means God doesn't care about what we call good, because if it requires us to do evil, if it requires us to love the world in the process that we appear to be good to the world, but we violate the Lord's clear commandments in the process, then we're not good after all. Right. So God cares that we are right. He cares that we are righteous. He cares that we are in right standing with him. And on that note, I'm going to close out this episode with my last word, as always. But in this episode, I actually have quite a few scripture references as opposed to um, one reference for you guys. Um, but I think given the magnitude of, of what we talked about today, it'll be helpful to meditate on these scriptures and honestly um, go before the Lord and seek him regarding um, what should be done for yourself if you are a member of a Greek letter organization or how maybe you could bring this topic up with a loved one who is a member of um, a Greek letter organization that they might go back and actually meditate on these things for themselves and um, allow the Holy Spirit to work in them to um, also renounce their letters uh, should they feel convicted to do so. And honestly, if they are a Christian, they should. All right, so let's get into it. First scripture comes from Luke 10, 27. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. All right, second scripture reference comes from 1 John two fifteen. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Our third scripture reference comes from Colossians, verses 2 and 8. Beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. Fourth reference comes from 1 John 2, verses 3 through 4. 
Now, by this, we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. And of course, Revelation 22 verses 13 through 14. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those who do his commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. Thank you so much, guys, for bearing with us through the length of this episode. I know it was pretty lengthy, but I believe that there were some important things in here for um, certain people to hear. And I do pray that they have ears to hear it. So with that being said, we're going to close out this episode. Thank you for listening. Truth and Fire, the podcast has been brought to you by truthandfire.com, where we explore faith and pop culture from a witty Christian perspective. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, let us know. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Veriteefu. That's V-E-R-I-T-E-E-T-F-E-U. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. We hope you'll join us next time. Thanks for listening.